True Reviews and Interviews. Welcome back. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 122, and we're going to do some fight recaps from April 30th, 2022, this recent Saturday. Uh, we had a lot of fights, and they were very entertaining, and my notes are all over the place on this one, but uh, <laughs> I've tried to figure out where I would have start because we had an awesome boxing card on ESPN. We had uh, UFC, um, I believe they called it Vegas 100, no, it, no, it was the 100th fight night since they joined ESPN. I believe that's what it was. So they had UFC fight night on ESPN. And then we had the uh, much anticipated um, card on DAZN. So uh, the main events on DAZN was uh, Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. And that oh, I'll get into it. But that one has been building up for a while, and it was Amazing. And then we had uh, Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson on ESPN for boxing. And then we had um, Rob Font versus Cheeto Vera on UFC. And yeah, what a fucking night. I had um, uh, three screens going on in the in my living room. And my six-year-old daughter is the most adorable thing. She looks at me, she goes, Daddy, uh, I think on fight nights is when we use the most electricity. <laughs> That's like you are absolutely correct. Um, I had let's see the big screen. I had the UFC or no, I'm sorry, the boxing uh, card on ESPN on because I was most looking forward to Valdez and Stevenson. On the smaller screen, we had uh, DAZN for Serrano and Katie Taylor, and then on my laptop, I had the UFC card, which is not usual in my house. We usually have UFC on the big one because more people enjoy it, but I'm boxing usually wins on my end that's what i'm more about so um and i think yossi finished first and it looked like they were waiting for it to finish to get through some of the espn boxing card um so let's see i'm going to start off with the yossi uh that's what i'm going to do because i didn't pay as much attention to it i won't have as much notes on it but there were 12 fights scheduled and it just felt like a night of wrestling um nothing was really grabbing my attention throughout i Every time I would look down, it looked like somebody was on the ground rolling around or trying to take somebody down. So um, let's see. They had uh, Filé uh, versus Brito was uh, probably, I want to say, the third fight before the end of the card, if that makes sense. So not the main, not the co-main, but the one right before that. I believe that's when that was. And that was the first time that I had it got my attention. A uh, very quick finish in the first round. Um Brito uh, dropped him and just uh, hammer fisted the shit out of him. And my wife thought Herb Dean took too long to stop that one. That always gets my uh, my attention a little bit. So uh, earlier there was one other fight that I saw that stuck out, and that was Figueiredo who got the quick submission um, on the undercard. So there's a whole lot of fights that maybe I just missed a lot of action because I was watching the boxing so much. But other than that, those two stuck out up, up until uh, the um, the main event. The Orlovsky uh, fight for the co-main, he fought Collier, and he ended up getting the win. I didn't see how he got it in the moment, so I had to look it up after, and he got the split decision. And uh, some people didn't seem happy about it um, from what I was reading, but that that's always going to happen with split decisions anyways. But uh, one cool fact I saw about that is Orlovsky is now tied for the most wins in UFC history with uh, 23 tying um Jim Miller and Donald Cerrone. So that was pretty cool. You know, he's been doing it a long time. I want to say he has like, oh God, I want to say it was like 60 or something uh, professional fights. But, um, and so remember for 
uh, MMA and UFC, those records are different. Uh, he has 23 UFC victories. He has far more MMA victories. So, And then the main event, we had uh, Cheeto Vera and Rob Font. And I had uh, I put a dollar on uh, Vera. Uh, no. No, I didn't bet on that one. My bad. Because I was hoping Cheeto Vera was going to win that one. But I actually thought Font was going to win. But, you know, Vera, he was owning Font. Every time I was watching, Font, Font's face was fucked up after that fight. I don't know if anybody saw the aftermath because I had it on the smallest screen, so I didn't see it until later I was on social media and I was like, holy shit. Uh, he looked a lot like Joanna after that Whaley Zhang fight. It was it was brutal. So Cheeto got the win on that one, which appeared to be pretty easy for him. Looks like he's going to be a problem, and I'm looking forward to what he does. Uh, then let's see. Let's move on to the uh, – let's go to the DAZN card. So uh, Amanda Serrano versus Taylor. So – um, they had lots of fights on this one. I think they started at like 1.30 p.m. And they had taken a little break in between. But uh, the first one I really started paying attention to was uh, Cruz Desern versus Sederos. Uh, I don't know how to say her name. Um, but these were some big chicks. And I think, you know, I'm not used to that. When I watch Feebo's fight, it's usually in the MMA world. So they're, they don't go above like 145 pounds. These, these chicks look like they were probably 170. And they were throwing down for 10 rounds. Um, Cruz Desern ends up getting the win by unanimous decision, becoming undisputed in super middleweight division. But it was that was an entertaining fight. Those girls were swinging and banging. They were not letting go. And I had joked with my friends because they don't look like your typical fighters that I'm used to. So it looked like, you know, those videos would see of uh, moms in the grocery aisle fighting over the toilet paper during the pandemic. That's how it looked. But these chicks could fight. So look out for them. Cruz Desern versus, I don't want to but botch her name but it's c-e-d-e-r-r-o-o-s cederus um but yeah that was a fun fight and cederus's face was covered in blood by the end of that one um let's see who do we have next uh after that um i don't know if this was the next fight this is the next one that was catching my attention jesse vargas versus uh liam smith which i was pretty excited about um it seemed to be a good matchup throughout um Liam Smith is hilarious because he looks so fucking old with his gray hair. And uh, I, I really thought Jesse Vargas was going to get him. But, man, round four really started picking up, and both were leaking. Um, they had some head head collides, I think. And, you know, the ref ended up stopping in the 10th, and uh, Smith got the win, which, you know, kind of sucks. It always sucks for me when I see the fighters not actually, you know, completely defeated but i know that especially if you fight mexican style like jesse vargas you're not going to quit so they have to make a call for the boxer's health if they're seeing and they're they're up close they're seeing things we're not naturally um yeah and i guess naturally works naturally seeing but uh liam smith got that win i don't think he's a problem i don't think he's going to be a, a big concern for anybody um we all saw uh what happened when he got in the ring with canelo you know everybody thinks they're going to be the one to stop canelo and then we got the Taylor Serrano main event. So this fight was absolutely insane. Uh, an absolute war. And I had never truly watched Katie Taylor fight before this. I had only seen some highlights. I've seen Amanda Serrano fight three or four times now. And huge fan of hers. So I, I had my money on her. I did not think it would come easy, but I did think she would get it. And uh, holy shit, Taylor is fast and smooth. She's just sticking and moving. And Serrano's sticking to her game plans, trying to close the distance. And around round five, I think it was, Serrano picks it up and just starts landing heavy. Uh, 
And Katie looks like she's in trouble. Um, a couple times in that fight, it looked like the only thing holding Katie up from the canvas was her leaning on Serrano. And it ended up going to the end, which was my favorite way for these kind of wars to end is when they hear that last uh, click for the 10 seconds countdown. They just square up and start smashing on each other. All out war. And Katie Taylor ends up pulling away with the split decision victory. And hopefully we can see this again. When they interviewed him, they talked about potentially doing an Ireland where Katie Taylor's from. And, you know, like me and my guy were talking about, if that happens, the only way Serrano is going to get that win is by finishing her and knocking her out. Because uh, they were in Madison Square Garden. They had a whole lot of Irish fans in the house for that. Well, you're going to have a whole lot more in Ireland, of course. So that has a major influence, unfortunately, in boxing, the politics um, of the judging. Um, we've all saw how Manny Pacquiao lost to Jeff Horn, lost with my air quotes, because everybody who watched that fight knows Jeff Horn did not win that fucking fight. But it was in his home country, so of course they're going to give it to him. Um, all right, end, end of that rant. Now, uh, oh, real quick on that one, too. So in the conference in the beginning of the Serrano and Taylor fight, Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul decided to make their $1 million bet on their fighters for it. So we'll see if Jake Paul pays up. Uh, then we got the uh, Valdez Stevenson card on ESPN, and this one delivered. This was a dope ass card. Um, Ramos on the undercard uh, was watching that. He got upset by the stoppage. This this was a uh, an absolute chump move watching this shit. So uh, he's fighting Abdullah Mason, and Mason's only 18 years old, and he's he's kicking Ramos's ass, and the ref ends up stopping it. And Ramos walks around the ring all pissed off, and then he walks over to Abdullah Mason and pushes him. Like, just just ridiculous. You know, you're a professional. Um, yeah, you're not going to be having a bit of stoppage, but don't take it out on the guy who is kicking the shit out of you already. When that fight is over and the ref says it's over, the fight needs to be over. Simple as that. You get paid to fight. If you want him again, get back in the ring with him when you can take it out that way. So that was uh, that was annoying to me. But uh, Abdullah Mason delivered. He he looks promising, and he's only 18 years old, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And then we had uh, Isley versus Hannah, and Isley just whooped the shit out of Hannah. <laughs> he got the second-round stoppage. Um, when uh, when Hannah got dropped, he is just sitting on the ground. and it, Like you could tell, he could get up or would. You know, almost looks like he wants to, but he looks over. And it looks like he was looking over to his corner, and I'm guessing they were telling him no, or they were going to throw the towel because they were standing up on the canvas with the towel, or the, yeah, the towel in their hand. So Isley ends up getting that win, uh, and then we had a Cortez versus Del Del Bosque, I believe it was, and that was an absolute war as well. I loved that fight. Uh, Del Bosque went down in the round four from a body shot, and he got back up and finished the round like a fucking savage. Um, Cortez ends up uh, pulling it uh, pulling it off after a nice finish in round six, but Del Bosque still tried to get back up, but he was wobbly. But he did get back up. He's a beast. So the ref had to call it. Uh, Cortez is now 17-0, so I'm looking forward to what he does because he was he's a squabber. He's a good fighter. And then we had uh, Miratea versus Hill, and um, this was a fun one because uh, Miratea landed a vicious shot in round one, and Hill didn't go down but got the got the count. This was an interesting one because, like, his ass started to drop, but he caught himself not by putting his hands on the canvas. He actually balanced himself out, 
And I don't know if they ended up calling it a knockdown or not, but it should not have been. His ass and his gloves did not touch the canvas. He didn't touch the ropes, nothing. Um, but Miratea lands uh, some more big blows in round two, and Miratea ends up finishing him in round three. Just absolutely demolished him. And then we had uh, Nico Ali Wallace, um, who is uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson. There's been quite a bit of hype building around him. He walked into this fight only uh, 4-0. He's still pretty fresh, but he's being really active. So I really like watching him. And, of course, his name's getting him a lot of publicity. But he got the first round KO, and holy shit. Uh, what a finish. Um, I'm still looking forward to him because I know he's not fighting the the greatest fighters right now, which he shouldn't be. He's young. He's fresh. He, he needs to build it up and work his way up. He was only doing a four-round fight in the first place. So we'll see. Um, definitely going to be keeping eyes on him, though. He took some shots, and he took them well. So that was nice to see as well. He can handle it. But, yeah, he got a wicked first-round KO. And then we had uh, Keyshawn Davis versus Estevan Sanchez. Um, Keyshawn Davis is apparently uh, Bud Crawford, Terrence Crawford's uh, little protege. And so I was, of course, excited to see this. You know, Sanchez was taking a massive beating, and the ref ended up stopping this one at the end of round six of eight. And, you know, all power to him. You know, Keyshawn Davis was was laying into him pretty good, and Estevan just heart of a warrior. He would not stop. So just another one of those cases where the ref saw something that he wanted to, you know, save the fighter rather than let them, you know, we all know fighters will fight until they die sometimes. So um, let's see, uh, unless you're Billy Joe Saunders. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm just so sick of these guys. Um, and then uh, the uh, main event is uh, Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson. Now, this fight, I was so stoked for this fight, and I, I had my money on Valdez. Um, not because I don't believe in Stevenson, but because I just believed Valdez had what it took, and he had the heart and the experience and the skills. To do. But, man, I was wrong. Holy shit. So Stevenson was working his jab beautifully to start this fight off. Valdez just could not get in there, and he took he, he had some huge swing and misses. Like, it was ridiculous. I can't imagine the amount of energy it took to throw those misses. And Shakur started looking really arrogant. And, you know, he's dominating, sure, but he's looking so arrogant. He's And I don't know if it's because of the crowd, because the crowd was heavily in favor for Valdez. Uh, but Shakur's, you know, his demeanor was really disappointing to me. He said he wants to be the next Mayweather, and he's acting like the next Adrian Broner. That's how it seems to me. But it was an easy win for Shakur. Um, you know, we'll see what comes next for him. He's young. He has a lot of years in the game. He proposed after. And, of course, um, oh, <laughs> they brought up Devin Haney and Cambosis. If he wants to move up to do that, he said that he'd be interested in that kind of thing. Um, but uh, he, he proposed <laughs> to his, uh, his lady in the ring afterwards, which was pretty adorable just because he's so young and seeing how happy he is. We were clowning. Sorry, I'm laughing because we were clowning him so much. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out well. Um, but, yeah, of course, she said yes. Um, and then, yeah, he, d he discussed the future. He didn't call it any specific names they were trying to get him to, but um, he, didn't, he didn't seem to want to do that. But he pulled, like, the biggest bitch move ever in the last 10 seconds of this fight. When he heard the click for the countdown, he started running around with his arms up and running away from Valdez. And I just think that's the biggest chump shit ever. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I have high hopes for Stevenson. He's an incredible fighter. He's young. He's talented. But uh, I don't want to see this shit take over. Like it's just, it's so sad to watch. Um, he can, he has, he has the tools and the time to become 
really great. So I hope he doesn't overwhelm himself with uh, cockiness. And then my final little things I guess I want to talk about is, uh, I don't know, I hate talking about Jake Paul, but he's um, he's got these plans to potentially fight in August, and he's talking you know about Conor McGregor, Anderson Silva, or Michael Bisbing, or all these different things. Um, and we'll see. He sells tickets. He, he's grabbing a lot of attention. Um, and we'll see, of course, like I said earlier, if he ends up paying Eddie Hearn that million dollars that he lost because he's claiming that Serrano was robbed and this is bullshit. So I don't know if he's going to try to use that as an excuse to not pay up his debts, but hopefully he pays because you got to be a man of your word. And then uh, Canelo and Kamaro Usman fucking with their little Twitter beef. Um, I I don't know. This is irritating me because I got high respect for Kamaro Usman. He is a badass. But um him trying to call out canelo and talk shit to him on twitter is really annoying to me especially because i don't believe camaro has any fights lined up right now and canelo has two lined up for this year already and he has a fight next week so it's not like what's camaro saying like oh you don't want to fight me okay it's like he has another opponent to worry about he's moving up to take somebody else's belt if Kamara wants to talk shit, maybe he should consider moving up to take somebody else's belt. You know, he's just trying to get more attention and trying to do this shit by what everybody seems to be doing lately is talking shit about how boxing's dead and boxing's weak. Uh, boxing's not as good as MMA, but all of them keep trying to attach themselves to boxers because they know that's where all the money is. And I'm sorry, Kamara, you you got some stand-up game in MMA, but Canelo will probably whoop your fucking ass we all saw gilbert burns um rock the shit out of you um it's just a different ball game i wish they would stop this nonsense i don't like the fucking soap opera shit social media is bringing out of these fighters some of it can be fun but some of it's over the top and everybody wants a piece of canelo because he's the money man and he's the one finishing people um he's he's a absolute savage in the ring and he's such a he seems like such a fucking cool guy, and everybody just wants to be the one who could take him down, which I get it. He's the man right now. Um, and he's fighting uh, Bevel on Saturday, May 7th, which definitely be recapping that. Um, that's going to be a hell of a fight night because that's the next UFC pay-per-view as well. we got Justin Gaethje facing off with uh, Charles Oliveira. we got Michael Chandler taking on Tony Ferguson. Um, there's a... there's want to say it's rose versus carla esparza and ah oh, there's a couple others uh osps fighting somebody on there and then uh yeah i don't know i'm excited for that card uh, but of course the canelo one's gonna be on my big screen so uh stay tuned that's the fight night recap from uh saturday april 30th Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Check it out on the zone. Check that replay if you have not seen it. That is a fight of the year candidate. Honestly, ten rounds of straight, straight, just swinging and banging. And then we got a uh, uh, Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. Catch that replay on ESPN if you'd like to. Um, it was just a, a straight outboxed match for Shakur Stevenson. Just owned that fight. Um, let's see. And then the, uh, the UFC that'll be on replay for the ESPN as well. If you want to check out any of those fights as well. So, uh, that's the recap of the fights here. We'll see what this week brings us. All right.